Hello and welcome to Too Fit to Be Tied. Where we talk about health from a variety of perspectives. Emotional health. Mental health. Physical health. And spiritual health. My name is Jerome. And I'm your co-host, Constance. All right, so on this episode of Too Fit to Be Tied, um, I, I think we might need to start by uh, addressing the the elephant in the room, <laughs> or, or the or the extra glass on the table there, and what's what's in it. Oh, what's that? My water. Um, well, I don't know what that one is. That's water. That's water. Okay, I, I thought you weren't drinking. Oh no, we always drink. What are you talking about? You said you were not going to drink for, I don't know, three months or something? I don't think I ever said that. A month? That. You said a month. Did I say a week? Did you say a week? Did I say a week or did I say a month? I don't know. I don't remember. I hate when I make goals and then I forget <laughs> what, the, what they are. You see what drinking does to you? You can't, you can't remember shit. So, so, so how did you, did you have a period of, of not drinking? Yeah, remember we talked about it a couple episodes back. I did okay. not remember that was one of the episodes. I actually really... I listened to it, and I was like, I suck <laughs> podcasting on caffeine. That's just not, it's not really, me. Really? You noticed a difference? And I noticed a difference. Wow, okay. Yeah. All right. We got to keep you liquored up. If we're I guess gonna, so, if we want to be successful at this. Yeah, and get sponsored. So I think I took a week off, maybe okay. two. It might have been two weeks. Okay. I might have actually gone two. And did you notice anything in those two weeks, aside, aside from... Wanting those two weeks to be over. Um, aside from, yeah. You know, so the good news about those two weeks is I di- I actually found myself, like, declining social events. I really and truly, usually I'm the one that's like, hey, what's everyone doing? Let's go do this. Or, mm-hmm. hey, let's meet up. And I, I totally refrained from doing that because I didn't want to be coerced into drinking. And I okay. realized, I don't know if it's the people I associate with or what, but, like, it's, I don't really drink, like if I'm home alone or mm-hmm. having dinner, I don't drink. Okay. Okay. Um, so there's that. But it is very much a social thing. If I go out, you know, you know I mm-hmm. like to salsa dance, I will have a drink, you know, okay. or two. Um, if I have, if I'm not going out on the weekend and I have someone over for dinner, drink, you know, a drink, okay. a couple drinks. Okay. Um, but it's like, that, oh, let's meet at this bar or let's meet for dinner. And it's always a drink. I always order a drink. Got it. Okay. So I found myself refraining. I actually did go out with a friend and I told her, I explained to her from the get-go, please do not ask me. I'm only having one drink. And she's like, oh my God, why? Are you pregnant? Are you sick? What? I mean, is it for weight loss? What's this? Why? And I'm like, because I'm just trying to be healthy. Like, I just want to get it out of my body. I want my liver to just get a break, you know? Um, and she was just like so confused by it. I'm like, I don't know why this is so confusing, but some people just don't get it. So she was literally coerced, like have another, have another. I'm like, you wow. have another. I don't, I don't need to have another. And then it turned into like, first of all, we're I'm 40 years old. I don't even know why we were doing shots at a local bar, but the bartender felt so bad for me because she heard, overheard me that she was, she looked at me and said, do you want a shot of water? And I was like, yes, please. And she brought me a shot of water. 
And I just shot it down and was like, woo! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was strong. Oh, and, and pretended it was. I had to pretend it was liquor to wow. shut everyone up. Wow. Okay. It was harder, honest to God, it was harder to go out and not drink than anything. Like, that was really difficult. It was but, harder to do that, the social pressure, than to just not, just to say no to a drink. I mean, it was fine to, for me not to drink. Okay, so interestingly, now, um, would it have been hard for you if your friends weren't trying to no. Make you have it. You, you'd have been fine. I would have been totally fine. Now, see, if you told me, if we were, because uh, we podcasted here, and you said, I'm not drinking. Yeah. I didn't say, oh, come on, you got to drink. I'm like, okay, I'm going to respect where yes. you are. I thank you. I appreciate at, that. At that point. I mean, I think that's how people should be. I mean, I, you know. I don't think, you know, I think people in their minds are like, do you have a drinking problem or don't you? It's like, we all, it's like asking, do you have an eating problem or don't you? You know, when you see yeah. somebody who's overweight. It doesn't mean they have an eating problem. They just might be eating the wrong things more frequently than they should. Now, there are definitely people that have drinking problems, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But there are people not that— Not us. Not definitely not us. But they're—not you, for sure. <laughs> but there are people that just overdo it. And maybe, you know, you end up—you end up—every time you go to a restaurant, do you have to have a drink? I mean, I would say yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I never used to be like that. Never. I mean, I would go out and not drink. It's just you get in the habit. You know, and I think that's what it is a lot of times is a habit. Like, I've had some clients, they come home and they, they're used to coming home, taking their coat off, turn on the TV, have a glass of wine. Mm -hmm. You know, that's not necessarily a drinking problem. It's more of a habit. It's, it's a like habit. what it's they a bad get habit. used to. Mm -hmm. and, and by that same token, those same people might have trouble if you said, don't watch TV for a week. It's like, well, but that's what I do. What's the saying? The brain cells that... Uh, fire together, wire together. Mm. So you kind of create these habits, and it's more of like, oh, that's what I'm used to doing, and and you slip right into it. Right, right. <clears throat> I um, you know, we're coming off of January, and January is actually dry January. They call it. This started. Well, it depends on who you are. Well, <laughs> right. <laughs> they, the they, ones that participate. The in ones that, that participate call that's it dry the January. They, yes. they call it dry January. Okay. Um, that started in 2013 by a British charity called Alcohol Change, and it was in the UK. So it's the concept is going dry after, of course, like all of the holiday extravaganzas and parties and drinking. You know, we all kind of tend to overdo things in the holidays. Um, so according to the U.S. dietary guidelines um, for Americans, it, they do recommend no more than two alcoholic drinks a day for men and one for women. No more than one for women. Obviously, a standard drink is 12 ounces of beer, five ounces of wine, or one and a half ounces of spirits. Heavy alcohol use is defined as men drinking more than four drinks a day or more than 14 drinks per week. For women, heavy drinking is more than three drinks a day or more than seven drinks per week. Um, we're... You, look at you smiling. Why are you smiling? Where are you at on the spectrum? That's I, I might be toward the <laughs> heavier the side. upper end. Um, there is definitely. Uh, I want to just say this: there are people that do have actual drinking problems, and this podcast is definitely not for them. <laughs> okay, so when well, we talk about moderation, right. we are talking to people who just overdo it, who don't. Who are, who are their their daily lives are not affected, their relationships, their career, their their health, you know, 
Right. So I think we should say that. Yeah. And if you have a problem or know someone who does, you should seek help for. Yes. For that. That was good. Good disclaimer. See? Okay. I'm looking out for us. So I have made some changes. I'm trying not to drink at home much at all, which, like I said, I don't typically do frequently. But I also have tried to give myself, like, a number. Like, okay, I'm going to go to dinner. I'm only having one drink. I'm going out. I will only have two drinks. Okay. And that seems to help because you get, for me, I get, like, I'm just, like, having fun and people are like, here you go. I mean, there are Mm -hmm. times that I've had to just take someone's drink and dump it because I'm like, it it kills me because I'm like, it rather, what do I feel guilty so I'm going to drink it because they spent money on this drink or feel like shit the next day because I had one extra drink that I didn't need to have. Well, I mean, it's it's like you, you go to a gathering and somebody gives you, you know, a piece of cake or some pizza. And it's like, if that's not good pizza, I don't want it. You right. know, I don't want to have to deal with calories for, mm-hmm. from some shitty pizza. That's a you good know. analogy, yes. By the same token, it's like you don't want to have to deal with the effects of alcohol when you didn't want to drink in the first place. And I think it's actually a good idea to give yourself a number when you go out because it, it's planning, right? right? You know, just like we tell people, you know, sometimes you can't you can't wait till you're hungry and then find something to eat, you know, because then you're going to end up at, you know, McDonald's or, you know, Wendy's or whatever. But if you plan what you're going to eat, then you know. If, you know if you, where your calories are going to be coming from. You know where they're going to be coming not, from. Right. You're not just ordering because you're hungry. It's the same thing when, you know, you go to a party. We tell people, we always tell clients, don't go to a party starving because you will end up eating the foods that, you know, let's face it, no one's serving salads and grilled chicken a lot of times at parties. So you have to have a plan. Right. Which is basically what I hear you saying is you go out and say, I have a plan. This is, I'm going to have one drink and and that's it. Yes. And if you don't plan for that beforehand, you know, before you know it, you'll have had all your drinks for the week and and (laughs) and one night. Right. It's true. So today we have a guest. Um, his name is Rob Bruce. Okay. He is a model. He's a DJ. Um, he's a personal trainer and, uh, he is an MC. So he's in the entertainment and mm-hmm. health business. And he actually is a really fascinating guest because he completely quit drinking for about a year. And wow. What a coincidence. Isn't that We were just kind of talking about A year. Drinking. I mean, I couldn't go a month, but this guy went a year. And very coincidental that we were just talking about the drink in hand. Yeah. And that's what our podcast is about today. Good job, Jerome. Thank you. All right. We're going to call him now. All right. Hello. Hey, Rob. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. You are um, on the air. You are with me and Jerome. Jerome, say hi. Rob, how's it going? Thanks for doing the podcast. Yeah, no problem. Nice to uh, meet you, kind (laughs) of. So we were just talking about how, uh, we were talking about dry January, and we were talking about how I gave drinking up for a week. It might have been two. I can't remember. Did you actually make it a week? Yeah, I definitely made it a week, but I might have made it two weeks. I can't remember. Okay. So, Rob, we know that you have had experience um, with, I believe it was a year, am I right? Uh, 16 months. Oh, wow. Wow. Way more than a year. Okay, congrats. Thank you. So... My first question to you is I'd like to know, can you describe your drinking before you decided to stop or, or cut back? Yeah. So uh, when I think about my drinking, I mean, I'll take it back to age 21, and um, my 20s in general, and just uh, 
I, I didn't realize it at the time that it was something that was, um, you know, it's social drinking, but you know, it's, it tended to be, you know, an excuse. We use it for anything, you know, Hey, we got a promotion. Let's drink, you know, it's a Friday night. Let's drink, you know, it's a birthday, a celebration or a holiday, you know, let's have a drink. And before I, I even realized it, you know, I was drinking quite often. Uh, throughout the week, actually. So, and, and I'm a very social guy, so it tended to be a lot more often than I realized at the time. Hmm. I was uh, just talking about that. So, how did how did your life change as a result of not drinking for 16 months? Oh wow! So, uh, or, or, you know, or did it change? Maybe it maybe it didn't change. I don't, I'm guessing it did. Yeah. No. Definitely. It's a it's a good question. I. There's a few different things that have changed uh, for not drinking that. And I had no idea what to expect. You know, I was just giving it a shot. And uh, the one thing that, uh, you know, I'll say there's three things that changed. Uh, One thing was, you know, physically, I definitely felt better, you know, no hangovers and uh, had a lot more energy throughout the the day. Uh, I was a lot more hydrated. I focused uh, more on drinking water and uh, and actually got a lot more focused on my health as well. And so it actually helped me uh, start to realize what I was eating and, you know, putting good things in my body, things like that. Uh, and then uh, secondly would be mentally. Mentally was huge for me. What tended to happen, and I'm not sure everybody, you know, drinks uh, for different reasons, different occasions. Uh, but for me, I, I got caught up too in uh, some emotional drinking. You know, some things that, you know, if I was stressed or, you know, had a long day, like, oh, I, you know, I would say, oh, it's been a tough day. I need a drink or things like that. And I started realizing that um, I was looking to that to almost, you know, quote unquote, solve the problem, if you will, which it never did. Uh, but that's something that uh, I started to realize that I had to do on my own. Um, and so mentally, I, I feel like I got stronger. What sort of things did you do to um, handle uh, what you used to handle um, with emotional drinking. Does that make sense? Um, yeah. Uh, so, well, actually going back to the uh, health aspect of it, I started hitting the gym more. I realized that, you know, when certain things bother me or stress me out or, you know, just piss me off, I would, uh, I'd go work out. And, uh, you know, and it, it, during the time too, it was summer. So I was able to, uh, I did a lot of bike riding uh, just to kind of really get out there and, you know, breathe fresh air and just, um, I started to read a little bit more and write. Write was a, was a big thing for me, too, is to kind of write some of my emotions down and talk it out. I, I actually have a, an amazing girlfriend, and um, we're about a year into the relationship, so we were pretty new when this all happened. And uh, she was a great listener and helped me work through some, some things, some unresolved issues, you know, from earlier years. I was just telling Jerome about, like, going out and, you know, people – the people you surround yourself with that are used to drinking, you know, with you because you're celebrating or somebody had a bad day or whatever the reason, you know, they struggle with seeing you not drinking. And they're like, well, what the, what's wrong? You know, I don't know if it makes them feel guilty because they are and you're not, or you're just not the fun one anymore. But how did you handle social situations and settings? And, um, you know, what did you do in those settings? Yeah, no, great question. I, um, you know, I have to admit, I was that guy. I swear I was, you know, earlier, you know, maybe like 10 years ago, I was the guy who always made sure everybody had a drink. And if you weren't drinking, I was kind of like, hey, why? What's wrong? You know, thinking <laughs> that. <laughs> I thought, I thought, you know, we had to, 
we all have to have a drink to have a good time. And it was such a uh, swayed view. It was um, interesting to look back on because now I'm on the opposite side of the spectrum. And that's something for me that um, I can only speak for myself that uh, in my head, I felt like maybe a, a little more, um, well, a conditioned. I felt that, you know, it, you know, to be having a good time, to be going out, to be doing this, we all have to be drinking. That's just what it is. And, uh, you know, I had to, grow up a little bit, mature a little bit, and to understand that you know, everybody's going through their own things and, and um, everybody drinks for different reasons. And it's been interesting because uh, obviously you can tell who cares a little bit more about you are the ones who truly try to understand or just respect your decision altogether. And they kind of just leave you alone, which is the best. Um, honestly, it felt the best. And then you have ones who were like me uh, about 10 years ago, really like, well, you need a drink, you know, have one or just one. You know, or, you know, try to kind of give you some way to, you know, make it okay and uh, to peer pressure you, if you will. And it's it's been interesting. And even from strangers, I've had one time uh, I was out with friends and it was a bartender who I just mentioned, you know, oh, I don't drink. And which, you know, that was one of my uh, mistakes right there to mention that because then she was a young bartender and she was just like, what? You don't drink? And she couldn't even understand you know, mm. that that was a thing. Something must be wrong with <laughs> and you. And it, it just made me feel kind of weird. Do you feel like you were different in social at social events when you weren't drinking versus when you were? A- aside from being the one that made sure everyone had a drink, do you feel like you were different or you um, had a different feeling about the event? Did you enjoy it as much? When it came to different events, I have to say in the beginning, going out was hard. It was a lot, a lot more difficult because you just feel left out. Honestly, you know, it's, it's, it's hard not to. It's something that everybody's doing. And um, that's the one thing that I had to kind of stick to my guns and to my decision and remember why I'm doing it, who I'm out there for. You know, it's, you're only looking out for yourself. And, and so it was difficult at first. Um, and then I started to kind of pick up some tricks, if you will, or, or different things to kind of uh, not have it be a thing, not have it be a topic of conversation. And so like what? About- what does that look like? I had some tips actually uh, given to me, which are simple, just, you know, make it look like you're drinking, <laughs> which at first I, I felt, I thought was kind of you know, weird, uh, but it actually makes a lot more sense because people kind of leave you alone. They just think, you know, everyone's uh, a part of the group and, and, and they don't ask any questions. And so, uh, you know, soda, water with uh, lemon or lime, you know, uh, I've gotten even during brunch times, mimosas, I get pineapple juice. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just been, or just straight orange juice, you know, um, it's been, uh, like tricks like that that have helped me out. Or pretend you're drunk already. That dude is hammered. Cut him. Please cut him off. <laughs> stumble once or twice. No, yeah. I haven't done that one, but that's, that's, that's a good that's one. That's a, a yeah, last that, resort. That's, that's a free one for you. You can use that. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, another thing that's helped is honestly a lifestyle change. It's, uh, it's easier said than done, but, um, you know, there were some, uh, I had to evaluate my life a little bit and realize that maybe there's some certain people that I had in my circle that didn't need to be in my circle mm. that, uh, as, as I mentioned to you, were, weren't really looking out for my best interest. And so it, uh, it helped me realize, you know, what social events or gatherings I should be going to and who I should be uh, surrounding myself with. Well, that's an, that's an interesting point. I mean, we were talking about this earlier, and if you told me that you weren't drinking, I'm going to leave you alone about it, whereas other people would be like, oh, my God, you got to, you know. I mean, it's, it's well, fine, I, I guess, if you go. Well, I would respect it, but I'd want to know. I would be curious, like, why? 
I mean, it, I, yeah. if you're a stranger, I'm not going to probe. But if it's Jerome, if it's you and you're uh-huh. like, I'm not drinking, I'm like, Jerome, what the hell is going on? What's wrong with you? Because <laughs> I know I only know you to drink. That's the thing. Like, I mean, uh-huh. not, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I in do social more than drink. settings. I, yeah. I mean, you do other things, but you do a lot of drinking. <laughs> so, and <laughs> I, I think that people don't know, you know, Rob, like, the people that know you to be the guy who's always making sure everybody has a drink in their hand. Now they're like, well, who the hell are you? Yeah. You know? And I think a lot of times people we, we are. We can't trust this guy anymore. <laughs> Does he think he's better than us? Like, I think that might be what a lot of people um, are sort of trying to sort out. Like, who is this new person? Yeah, no, I definitely, it's funny. You both have different uh, ways of handling that. And, I, and that's, I've gotten both ways. And uh, I, I go into it and I think about, you know, even when it comes to just like if you go out to dinner and, and you're like, oh, I'm not going to eat right now. I mean, maybe somebody's like, well, why? Well, I'm not hungry. I don't think they're, they're really much, you know, they're not going to ask you any more questions after that. They're just like, okay, sounds good. But uh, if you went out, you're like, I'm not going to drink. I just don't feel like it or I'm not thirsty. You know, I don't think, uh, <laughs> I don't blame anybody um, for, for being that curious because it is, you know, a huge change. And, and, I, and, and almost you know, it's, it feels nice. It feels good for someone to be concerned, you know, to know that like, Hey, something's off, something's different. What, what is it? But then when it leads to, you know, you know, kind of more getting into your personal life and pushing, uh, like you said, if you know the person, if you don't know the person, it, it all depends. Okay. When you MC and when you DJ, do you drink typically? I mean, like in the past. So in the past, I could never do it. MC. that's something that, uh, I need to be really focused on the crowd and what I'm saying. And, uh, and it's something, yeah, I just never really associated the two, um, together, but, uh, DJing, that was the hard life. Um, that was, the, that, that was hard because I didn't even understand. I mean, it, I'm not a club DJ. I'm not somebody who's going out and, you know, in the, the really, really big party scenes and staying up, you know, all right. you know, late hours of the night. Um, mine were more private events. And, uh, so professionally, I didn't really drink that much doing that either, except for holiday parties, holiday parties, for some reason, the, you know, the venue, the, you know, everybody, the staff, the, the planners, you know, they're all just, you know, welcoming everybody to drink. It's a celebration where okay. you're, everybody should have a good time. And, and that was something that I had to, I had to uh, put in check because I realized, wow, this is, a, this is getting a little out of hand during the holiday seasons. So uh, talk a little bit about the 16-month the period. Um, I imagine it was more difficult at the beginning. Um, so what was that like? How long did it take before you kind of were in, uh, I guess, cruise control? And uh, what are some, I don't know, strategies you have for people that want to do what you did? It is mm. insane how much money is spent on alcohol. That's a good point. Yes. And, um, so once, once I started to see a difference in my bank account too, uh, that was huge for me. Uh, that, that was a motivator in itself. Um, but in the beginning it was extremely hard and it's something that I didn't realize. And it actually happened to be, uh, in 2020. And so I was, I lucked out a little bit, I have to say with timing because things were closed. Oh, right. You know, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not as Cheater. much, you know, not, <laughs> Not as much <laughs> happening, and, you know, not many social gatherings, and yeah, um, it was hard. And, and, and as I say, lifestyle change, it's the one thing that I had to, to realize that I, I needed to uh, to change my habits. I had to try different things, and right? I had to, to uncondition myself, if you will. And, uh, and so that was, you know, focusing on 
you know, why do I feel like when after a long day I need to have a glass of wine? And kind of just reevaluating things like that. And writing things down helped a lot. Uh, talking things out helped a lot. I was never one for AA. Uh, I gave I gave it a shot uh, once or twice. And, uh, never could go back. It just wasn't my my style. Um, but uh, having certain friends to talk to, and I mean a small circle, uh, a couple here, you know, a couple friends, and then even my mom, I'm close with, uh, and people who really know me and knew me from you know for a long time. Once you you know once you found strategies. How long did it take for you to actually be like, oh, I'm going out and totally like, like it was a no brainer that you weren't ordering alcohol. Mm. Do you feel like it was a good solid month? Was it weeks? Was it a lot longer for you to be like, oh yeah, I'm just at a bar right now and I'm ordering club soda? I want to say a couple months. Okay. It was a couple months. Yeah. It, uh, it was because I knew that I would have been, you know, I would have persuaded myself. I, I was my worst enemy in, in the beginning there because I definitely would have talked myself into it. And so staying away from it for me was the best way in the beginning. Okay. Just staying away from this setting. Now, after going through this as a personal trainer, do you find yourself, um, do you find your philosophy or your strategy on giving your clients advice? Because let's face it, most of us know, I mean, look at food journals and we're, most of it, a lot of it is alcohol related. Sometimes, I mean, I've been in shock to see some of, I mean, some of what my clients have had in a week, and they struggle big time with cutting that. Um, do you find yourself to be sort of a different motivator now that you've actually done it for 16 months? Yeah, it's funny you say that, and I just mentioned my mom because she is uh, one of my clients as well. <laughs> I work with her twice a week. Um, <laughs> For, for free, you know, I don't charge her. She's paid oh, you can't. She gave you life. You can't charge her. <laughs> exactly. Um, but uh, she uh, mentioned to me once I told her that I stopped that uh, I was a lot more credible. She just straight up said, you know, I actually believe in what you're saying a lot more now um, because I know that you're actually trying to change your life and, and, you know, only put positive things into your body and things like that. And so, um, but yeah, as I'm now, even... You know, I, I teach early morning classes. I, I have uh, some early clients on Zoom or even personal clients that go to their houses. And uh, I mean, I've in the past been hung over. And, you know, I'm reminded to the fact that I drank the night before right. when I'm working with them to try to better their body and, you know, push for their better health. And so, yeah, I felt, uh, I feel a little more authentic now. That's you know, amazing. Yeah. I love that. That is a really motivating story. I think that a lot of people struggle mainly with the social aspect or the habitual nature of drinking. And it's really nice to hear somebody who's done it for so long and has had some success. And um, what kinds of things do you do now, Rob, that, you know, is it more like, okay, this this event has to warrant having a, a cocktail or do you plan it before you go? What do you do now? So, well, it depends. So there's uh, certain situations where I've been to restaurants, especially the, like more uh, progressive restaurants, the, the new age, you know, more modern places that actually have really cool like mocktails. And I, I look forward to some of them because uh, Machine, for instance, I'll give a shout out to them in Wicker Park. Hmm. I went there um, on a date with my girlfriend and they had a, uh, I used to like old fashioned and uh, they had this mocktail called New Fashioned. And uh, in the same kind of glass and same color and obviously not the same exact taste, but a similar taste. And they were able to put CBD in it. 
And so with the the new times, you know, I was able to still kind of kick back, relax, and still enjoy a drink uh, with my girlfriend. And so um, I like like things like that. And I I try to kind of look out for places that will have a cool uh, menu like that. That's a great idea. To go eat, you know, for instance. Uh, And as you mentioned, too, I think uh, drawing a limit, um, most importantly, hydration. I mean, it's like the basic stuff. It's just kind of, you know, coming back to that. Right. Making sure you have enough water and because um, it is very dehydrating and dangerous for your body if you drink too much. And so, um, yeah, I try to pay attention to that a lot more, too. That's awesome. Thank you for your, um, you know, experience, sharing your experience, your advice. Um, tell us where people can find you. Generally speaking, do you have social media? Where can people follow you? Yeah, yeah. Um, Instagram, uh, Rob Bruce uh, underscore. Uh, all one word, Rob Bruce underscore, or Move with Rob is uh, my fitness page. I'm not gonna lie, I've been slacking a little bit there, but I'm gonna start <laughs> posting a lot more um, coming up. The winter, you know, winter months slowed it down. I know we're all hibernating a little bit. All right, well, well, thanks Perfect. so much for for doing this and sharing your story. And yeah, thank uh, you, Rob. I think you may have inspired Constance. Oh, not you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Rob. We appreciate it. All right. We'll talk soon. All right. Take care. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. You too. Bye. He inspired me, huh? Not you. You were no no inspiration your way. Well, you know, like I, did I tell you that, uh, I don't know, a few years ago, I went like three months without drinking? No. Well, so. Did um, I tell you that I have two children and I went nine months without drinking both times? I mean, this it's not it's not a contest. It's <laughs> it's not a I'm race. I'm just letting you know. No, but I, I guess what I'm saying is like when um and I would just go out, like I would go to bars and watch football, all sorts of stuff. I would just drink iced tea. And you talk about the Did the it have sugar of, though? No. Oh unsweetened okay. iced oh, tea. Well, yeah. Okay, then then you're good. Um they keep refilling your iced tea. So I would pay <laughs> once for for <laughs> iced tea. You were screwing them. Kind of probably. <laughs> I mean, but the markup on alcohol is ridiculous. Mm. They were still making money. And so my friends, you know, would be drinking and eating. And so the, you know, so the tab comes around. I owe like $20 because I had a burger and an iced tea. And they owe like $50, $60, $70. Yeah. That he, made, he came up with a good point. You save a lot of money oh, when you're you not drinking. you save a lot of money. I didn't have anybody really say, oh, come on, you're not drinking. What's wrong? I didn't have people do that so much. But mm-hmm. I'm kind of like the type of person. Like, if I've made my mind up on something and you keep fucking with me about it, I'm just going to get mad. I'm not going to, like, Yeah, Jerome's going to gonna leave. Pressure. He's going to get up and walk out. <laughs> it's like, where's Jerome? When, when did he leave? Right. <laughs> you know, I've been known to do that. <laughs> I know you have. Um, so, uh, so the, the peer pressure aspect of it isn't, you isn't know, your thing, isn't yeah. so much of a, like, oh my God, I, I, I got a drink. It's like, well. Well, you know what was fascinating? He said, and I was like, hmm, he said, he was lucky because it happened during the pandemic when things were closed. Well, but I- a lot of people, some like, <clears throat> um, kind of upped their drinking because of the pandemic. Yeah, let's, let's most most Americans. I think most Americans. I think I think they considered liquor stores an essential service <laughs> because <laughs> they didn't close. You know, they didn't they didn't close. And I, you know, we had this joke. I told you before, like. If I didn't show up to Benny's every so often, they'd be concerned about me. <laughs> um, Benny's is a liquor store, in case. Yeah, you're, in case you're not from the. You know, if, in case you're our, one of our international listeners. Listeners, this is true. Um, but yeah, I think a lot 
a lot of people drank more during the the pandemic. Well, there was nothing to but, do. But you didn't was... have the peer pressure. I would say that. Right. I mean, if, if peer pressure was a big thing, you probably were less likely to have that because everything was closed. For sure. It, I mean, and if you're a social drinker and you're not out socializing, it's a lot easier. Yeah. Um, but some of us were worried about our jobs and, uh, you know, welfare, and we we just part, maybe partook. Partook? Yeah. Well, partook, yeah. right? Is that the right verbiage? Partook. We just drank more. We just did, overdid a little more. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, um, I ho- my hope is that this motivates you. You know, we talk a lot about putting, we talk a lot about toxicity, right? Mm-hmm. Anything that isn't moderate is, is, can be toxic or yes. unhealthy. Yeah. You can actually drink so much water you poison yourself. This is true. You know, so, I mean, not that it's the same as alcohol. I don't want to make course. that. But just but, too much of anything is, is, yeah. can be too much and can be toxic. So I am ho- our hope, our, our hope, mm-hmm. not just mine, is that we have motivated someone in our audience to maybe take a look at their habits and maybe make a change. And maybe giving you some strategies so that if you are out and you are trying to moderate your drinking and someone is, you know, pressuring you, you can look back on some of the things we talked about and say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to try that. You I'm know gonna... what? I, I've always tried to like, I wanted to like slip a bartender, like a few bucks to be like, just make it club soda. But I feel like people would see me do that. And I'm uh-huh. more, I'm more fearful of somebody catching me in the act. Of Fake drinking. Oh, fake drinking, yes. So <laughs> oh. I've never done it, but I've always thought about it. Like, I should just slip the bartender a few bucks and be like, make it club soda. Wink, wink. But I am too afraid of getting caught, so I just drink. Wow. Does that okay. make any sense to you? That it makes no sense. It, maybe, no, I need it, maybe it needs to be a note with, like, five bucks that just says, make it club soda only. Maybe I write the note in the car. Now, are you are you... You get you bring a greeting card. <laughs> Merry, Merry Thinking Christmas. Thinking of you. Merry Christmas. Please don't serve me alcohol. Here's five dollars. Is he going to make as much money? He he or she still, wait, make how as, about this? Is he still going to charge me regular price? I know. See, that's the thing. Because but also, he's, okay, he's like I can make more money if I give you a regular drink. What if I'm out with you uh-huh. and you're one of my social friends that doesn't like when I not drink, okay. and you're going to buy me a drink, right? Yeah. No, let's just say you buy me three drinks, and okay. I'm like, and I slip the bartender a greeting card, right? And yeah. it says club soda only. It's going to show up on your bill as three, say, vodka sodas and three club sodas. And then, and then he gets to pocket I'm going to get money. outed. No, no, because they're going to charge you for just club soda. Oh, I see what you're saying. And then I get outed, and then you get pissed at me. Or worst case scenario, in my opinion— he charges you for the vodka soda. Yeah, and then pockets the money. Pockets the money, and then I feel bad. See, I, I think that's the thing. You should never feel bad because you didn't drink. You didn't eat a shitty piece of pizza. Yeah, see, there. when we talk about food, it's different. Also, champagne. If you serve me shitty champagne, I'm not drinking it. I don't care what you paid for it. Okay. If it's shitty, I won't drink it. Because you're, you're a bit of a connoisseur. I am, I'm a bit of a, I have, yeah, I am. Okay, all right. An enthusiast. An enthusiast. Champ- I'm okay. a champagne enthusiast. Okay. So I guess, you know what? I'm going to get back to you on the greeting card idea. I got to I gotta test this out. Okay. okay. I'm going to slip a little post-it. Yeah. With five <laughs> bucks. 
<laughs> and see how that goes. And I will report what, back. What's the poster going to say? Uh, please don't. Please. Number please one. Don't serve me alcohol. Only serve me club soda. <laughs> Number two, don't let anyone in my party know. Number three, don't overcharge them. But also, I don't know. It, there's a lot of rules. You got to make it like it's a note from, from home. Dear bartender, please. <laughs> please don't allow this person to drink. Oh, my God. All right. Well, I'll I'll report back. I'm going to work uh, on some of these strategies, yeah. and I will I will see what sticks. And and for everyone listening out there, I mean, we joke about drinking quite a bit, but but that's having, only because we can't eat cheeseburgers and pasta. Yeah, and and we're having we're having fun. We're not making light of things. You sometimes have to evaluate for yourself if you need to make a change in your life and and not drink. True story. So, all right. Is that? That's it. Okay. Now, are we going to do the ending the right way or you have no, some No, I'm waiting. That... I'm letting you okay. do the ending. Go ahead. Okay. Let's do we... it. I know. Do... Okay. All right. We got a system. All right. <laughs> so, for Too Fit to be Tied, I'm Jerome. I'm Constance. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.